Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Gym Owners Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about things you can do for quality control, cover the basics. Um, but I think it's a really important aspect of your gym's, we call it, John, like just a larger system that your gym needs to exist in, which involves, we covered a lot on marketing and getting leads and then what products you should sell and pricing and how you should offer those products, all these other things that are one side of the equation. Um on the other side, there's things that we need to be addressing still from staffing to client results, lots of other issues that go into fulfillment and quality control. And this actually all started from a larger conversation, John, that we were having the other day with uh, in our Gear Academy with some of our gym owners from that uh, group. If you want in the Gear Academy, you can join the uh, just go to gymownersrevolution.com. But we were talking about you know, emails, how a lot of gym owners and businesses, gyms specifically underutilize email as outreach, email as trying to get new sales on stuff and we may, needed to make sure that we paint that conversation it's not just about hitting people up for sales all the time your email is not just marketing it can be and it should be a lot but it also needs to be more than that and uh we'll kind of build on that story here as we get going so before we get started make sure you join the facebook group link is in the description make sure you follow me on instagram at tyler f and stone tyler eff i and stone follow john at follow the show thanks follow the show at the, the show first. I fucked up at the Jim Motors podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, I fucked up. And John, where can they follow you at on Instagram? You can follow me at jbanksfl on John Instagram. John is really used to me cutting him off at this point now. I listen I'm, to a, quite a few podcasts, and one of the, my favorite hosts of all of them is Big J Okerson. But Big J and I have a lot in common. And like, once there's a thought that goes into my brain that I need to say, I just bulldoze it out over top of everybody else. And John's been really patient about that over the years. So <laughs> makes me a better person because I too am very natural of trying to interrupt. So it is allowing me to fully appreciate everybody else that I do that too. So let's start where this conversation began. Actually, I do want to give the context of this is we're talking about emails. And I think the gym owners very much are not using your emails enough, specifically for doing reactivation plays. I think doing things like setting expectations. So it's not all about solicitation, setting expectations. What's going to happen for my first class? What's, what do I need to know for my appointment? How do I schedule this? What shoes should I wear? Like, can we, the more informed our clients can be before they walk into our door for almost any situation, the better off they're going to be, the more comfortable they're going to be. And then you really can immediately break a lot of that resistance or temptation to, to cut bait and bail. Um, and that's how you're going to, I think, I think it's really, really important for retention for people to kind of know what's happening, what's next and everything that they can expect. And what can get really funky is that um, like the so-called experts that are in this space that really start to nerd out. And it, it, all you have to do is think one day, hey, I think I want to get better at trying to get leads. And for the love of God, all you have to do is click on one link one time, search one thing one time, and you're about to be inundated by every single shark that's out in this very, very bloody ocean water of people that are trying to manipulate and use every trick they have in the book to help you get leads. And what will happen is that if you go too far down this road, you will follow one of these groups of people or, or um, invest in, say, a client management system that comes with a bunch of pre-canned emails and a bunch of shit. And what ends up happening is that a lot of work gets done on the pre-sale. So you can, you can almost over communicate during like the wooing process of trying to find a client. And then because there's no money in it to help you continue dating your clients, right? Once you've got them, the idea of now being able to communicate after you kind of sealed the deal and almost like it just drops off a cliff. Yeah. That's one of the really important things because I think it's, the thing that we emphasize the most with our gear Academy gyms is that we want them to, it's, it's very expensive to acquire a client. And I think in the long run, I think most people stay focused on that one side, get a new client, get a new client. But the thing John and I rally the most against is that kind of turn and burn, you know, high, low retention, like just kind of the bait and switch short stay, not concerned about the client results or delivering a real premium client experience or what the other guys in the industry will tell you is that like, Oh, we just assume that you're great at your job and that that's, we stay out of it completely. But the problem is the truth is you get 
the things that you put energy towards is what you will get as, as outcomes. Meaning if you're just going to put energy towards getting 40 new leads a month for all of eternity, I promise you, you're going to end up having kind of a dog shit product because in that you're going to end up failing to fulfill well and failing to deliver a quality product unless you put equal energy into retention. And retention isn't just contact or communication. Retention is a lot of things. And this is why when I we were, we were going over with one of our gym owners, their kind of pre-sales meeting sequence. And it was good after after it had been fixed, again, because you kind of got to get your hands on these things. Don't let these automations just run amok. You need to check in on them every once in a while because sometimes they can be broke and make you look really bad. But there's like six or seven points of contact before someone makes an appointment with them follow up this and text this and send them this and whatever. Right? So that seems like there's a lot of effort gone into there. Um, and then there's very often very little beyond that point, very little check-ins, very little, you know, how are you doing? Very little opportunities. One of the first things that we do, John, with gyms that we work with is we just have them start give, giving us a Google review, form, right? Get a hold of everybody via email, in person, whatever it is, but Everybody in your gym and everybody as they come in early on in that relationship, let's get them early on at that point about give us a good testimonial, give us a yeah. good review, right? Well, that's good. But then what about in three months? What about in four months? What about in five months? And there's lots of other things you can use the email for, which we will get into later. But this one is really about quality control. So we started this by seeking advanced levels of testimonials, right? We start with that first one, I just want a Google review. And then we have you guys as a gym owner, you can, you harvest that content and you can use those words, those texts, whatever that person for social media, at least you gives you some content to post in somebody else's words. And I think it's super valuable. I also think we've talked before uh, that review counts are just really critical for search engine results. Someone searching for a gym in your area. If you have a hundred reviews, the guy next to you has 20, you win, you win that battle 10 times out of 10, frankly. Yep. So that is extremely important, and I think that that's the thing that if, you, if you're doing that, you're already doing that part better than the rest. But you still need to be doing it as you continue to go. And this is what we found is one of the gyms we work with, we had them do this uh, kind of midway through. Well, this is, I don't know, a few months in. Um, but they have a lot of existing members, and it just went out in the form of a Google form, an email that goes out to everybody who's currently a member of the gym and treat it kind of like a survey. But this is... How do we wear this? Because it, it's not like an opportunity to tattle. It, it, it sounds multifaceted. You're asking many questions, many different ways, and then kind of run through it. But what this gave the gym owner is a really, really, really good sense of what actually was going on with the gym. And the gym owner had a lot of suspicions about, geez, so there was, you know, I was having trouble with this staff getting this person to maybe sell this way or to go through exactly. this process. I was getting resistance on these things I was trying to do. And you know, this person has multiple locations, so they're not really there all the time it gets to be difficult to know and if you're going to ask the staff guys you know how coaches are oh, they know everything don't worry about anything and they're, they're going to keep everything as easy going as possible as it can be for them, right and so you ask the staff everything's fine if you ask the staff why they don't want to do the new stuff you're asking them to do it's because it's oh, it's your fault so he went around he asked all the members <laughs> turns out we get a lot of bad feedback about a lot of this coaching staff Bad to the point, John, where it was almost immediately like all these coaches have to go. For sure. And, and the one thing that was nice is because it's not it's not an email that goes out being like, hey, I'm worried that fuckery is afoot. And I need <laughs> yeah, you to tell yeah. me, right? It ends up being a thing, like you said, is multifaceted that has a lot of things that are that can benefit from it. But what's interesting about when this gym owner started to alert us to what he thought was an issue was going on and he came and, and wanted to get feedback from us because it's what we do with our, our gear academy coaches or, or owners. And it was, you know, I'm getting a lot of resistance on the sales stuff, like things that I, I just, I know that aren't difficult. So immediately it was like, it was sales. And I can't mm -hmm. tell you how many times we've been working with someone, Tyler, and you will hear them say, it's always once we get to a certain point with a gym owner where um, they are scaling and leveling up enough to pull themselves kind of out of that day to day. Yep. The so the moment just, they hand this simple right. sales process off to somebody else, it's now it's now a system. Now here, here's how you do it. You run a few of these sales conversations, see how it goes. They plug someone else in and boom, you just see, I see numbers coming back bad. 
And, and by the way, no, these, these are, this is a formula that we use and it's optimized and it's easy. Like I said in the past, if you're wondering about what this sales system is, what we do is it's nothing. There's no fucking secret sauce. We've used it in many industries. You give people choices. So it's not sales like the negative. If you have, if you're a coach, the negative connotation about sales, this thing is not the thing. It definitely is not that. So that's how we find is like if they were actually doing it or cared to do any of this at all or were capable of doing any sales, this is the only thing <laughs> that they could do. This would be the thing where they would go, oh, damn, this is super easy. So when I hear the coach is like, oh, I don't what I find is it's a coach that just doesn't want any new responsibility. Yes. Staff that doesn't want any new responsibility. And I say the word coach because unfortunately in a lot of your businesses – you're having coaches and you're plugging them into doing other tasks. Now it would be great if you could have a salesperson do sales things. Um, but frankly, you're not bringing on a full-time salesperson and you're probably not hiring on a full-time coach from and, zero to a hundred either. And that's when we really, we realized early on again, as we saw what, what other uh, gurus or consultants or other people were doing, it was always the goal to build a full functioning sales team. And you and I just looked at each other. We're just like, this is so it's anyone because here's the, the cold, hard truth to this fact is anyone that's worth their salt. That is a really top notch. I'm talking a fucking ace at selling ain't going to be selling your fucking shit at your gym. Nope just hard stop. They're just not, they're going to go to a more lucrative <laughs> business that gives them a better commission structure where they are going to pull a quarter million plus a year in, in, in money. And so if you can't provide that, then we cannot play just because somebody can create amazing salespeople in another or adjacent industry does not mean that this is going to apply to you. And that's when you and I really wanted to buckle down early, yeah. early on and said, okay, then whatever this system is, how we implement what we have seen success has the reason why it was successful is I never had a full sales team. I never worked for an organization that had a full-time sales team. When you saw this system work that we use, you all didn't have a fucking sales team. Nope. We were the technicians people, selling. The, exactly. The people on the ground selling. On the ground. And by the way, do you want, you want to know why I think it should be that be that way? <clears throat> There's something to be said in many industries, I think. Salespeople doing selling. Have a salesman doing salesman things. I, I get it. Salespeople should sell. Uh, the issue, I think, in, when it comes to in the technical field that we were doing, heating and air conditioning, when I show up on a repair and then I'm selling you your options, one, for that repair, or two, your options for replacement, is that you trust me because I'm in your home. Sure. Um, and I think that it is important that as, as if you're in the fitness industry, you're working with trust is, a, is pretty major, especially if you're selling higher-end products. Now, if you're just selling catch-all gym memberships, trust doesn't mean anything. 24-hour access doesn't mean not a lot of trust that's, that needs to be involved there truthfully it just it doesn't matter but for anyone who is considering anything beyond 24-hour gym actor access beyond just a key card there's probably going to need to be some sort of trust that's going to need to be built there or trust that's going to need to be assumed so I, that's why i do believe that those people that are able to what's the word to display the trustworthiness to people enough to have someone coach them that trust is exactly what you need to guide them to help them make a decision to a you know different fitness product whatever that may be and i say that that way guide them to help them make a choice present them with their options and then get the fuck out of the way but when that's the issue when i was when we're not having these coaches by the way so this is long story saying the sales stuff that was being asked of these staff is not that hard it's not it's very simple sit down with this ask them three questions hold this ipad in front of them and let them push the buttons and go through it and just talk and it's not it's not a fucking spread it's not a powerpoint it's not anything it's like hey well what are you looking to accomplish okay cool sounds like this yeah all right how many you want looking for personal training or group fitness group okay cool how many days a week? Okay, cool. Well, here you go. Here's the top options. Got all this stuff. Take a look. What do you think? Literally, that's fucking pretty much it. And when coaches don't want to do that, what it is is they don't want to talk about money at all. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk. I don't want to have to actually own the fact that I'm a professional at this. They don't want to have to be a professional. And they don't want to get to the point where there's any sort of risk in them being like having to actually answer for any of the things that they say or do explain any of it because a lot of them can't there's a lot of dog shit coaches out there in this world a lot so the reason i want coaches to do this is that you know what it's going to weed them out frankly 
Like in this case here, the ones that came through, they needed to be weeded out immediately because the reason this gym is having a hard time scaling is the owner is having to sell everybody everything all the time. And when he's not the one doing the selling, these people were bombing. So we come in and put a brand new sales system in and we kind of just bring them up on this. And what happens? They're just resistant to all of it altogether. Completely don't want to do it. Well, that's his own red flags. But what's he going to do about that? What are you going to do? So we just start doing the regular things we're doing then. Let's check back in with all the members. Not about I'm going to fire my staff, but like, hey, how are we doing? What do you think about the staff? How have you noticed this? So we're cleanliness of the facility, bathrooms, one to ten, right? Uh, what about the other clients? You felt feel friendly, you feel welcome. Like there's any number of ways you can put together these surveys, right? Yeah. And these surveys don't need to be too direct. You can give people opportunities to elaborate if they want. Um, but once you get to a certain point, you'll get all this feedback back and you look back and you go, All right, there's some trends here. You know, exactly. That maybe the clients are just slightly less satisfied with all of them, though, are less satisfied with this coach than that coach. What does that mean? And then maybe you could then maybe you reach back out to those clients and say, Hey, is there something here? I, I promise I'm not gonna tell anything. We're trying to we're trying to build a system that delivers a high quality product. And if there's any information you get to help me, I would really appreciate it. And then it turns out more stuff comes out and more stuff comes out. And in the end, he fired every single one of his coaches. And I can tell you it was absolutely 100% the right decision. Not only that, it should have been done many, 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 many months ago. Well, it was literally what he said. He goes, it's, it was, it was worse than I thought. And why didn't I do this sooner? Mm -hmm. Where his literal words and it's, how swift he was making this decision, I think it also needs to be once he got there, it was, I'm here. I'm kind of, I'm hearing problems. I'm seeing problems on the books. So quantitatively I can say there's issues here on the back end, but you know, it could be a number of things. And then he starts to hear the issues. So he just goes for himself, goes checks. Once he got the questionnaire back, it was like, Oh, they're all fired. It was just yeah. like, it was, it was instantaneous. And the ability to rip off that bandaid, it's, this is, this was true. It's as true as it was for you all as gym owners, as it was for me when I was a principal at a private school, I start hearing the kids talking about problems with a science teacher. And it's not the usual bitching, right? These are, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I'm paying attention, but you got to take it with a grain of salt. And I'm hearing, I'm hearing, I'm hearing it. So then I hear it enough that I'm finally like, you know what? I'm going to go observe this teacher during a class period. I'm like, yeah, there's, there is, there's something, there's something wrong that's here. And so then I reach out to a couple of my families and then I get that questionnaire back, essentially that feedback. And it just was, you know, like, this is a major issue. And the problem is, is once you've heard it and then you kind of see it, it's this phrase is forever needs to be in everyone's brain. It's worse than you thought. Yeah. Because for you to hear it, it's bubbled up, right? It's gotten yeah. to the point to where it is now bubbled to the surface. Think about just all of the shit that's going wrong for you as a gym owner. If you are somebody that is like, oh, I have a good staff, whatever, and I can leave at noon. I can leave at three. I can leave at whatever. You do not know what's happening when the cat's away and the mice are at play. Yeah. Yeah. It turns into very quickly the inmates running the asylum. So we talk about the most, especially in the fitness industry, very specifically, because it's fucking summer camp, it's summer camp for adult kids. It's what it really is. Like coaching staff for the most part, it's, there's a, there's some sort of developmental thing that happens. We're like, no, it's gym people. It's all fucking fun all the time. And so it begins to lack professionalism. Okay. Professionalism is not a thing that happens accidentally in a, in a business's culture. It's really important. That doesn't mean your business can't be fun and it can't be wild. It can't be a fucking riot all the time. It absolutely can, but you need to have it tethered to some sort of professionalism. As long as that's you have any desire to make a fucking long-term living out of this and be able to actually control the variables that you hope to be able to control. Cause that's the most important thing. Okay. This whole thing goes back to, you need to, you, he needed to be checking in on this stuff way more frequently way more often and should have done it long ago. And he would have seen these things. The yeah. other the reason, the other thing is 
of all the other issues that you were having with these coaches, right? As far as like them not being able to sell, their numbers being bad, performance metrics for whatever other performance. And we talked about this. What are the performance metrics for your employees? For you? Yeah. What are they? What are the measurables that that should be there? What are key? What are the KPIs? Key performance indicators. Okay, what are they? What does it mean that people are, what does that mean? By the way, customer customer satisfaction rating one through five, if every single client that worked with one of your coaches got a simple one through five star rating for how they would rate this coach's performance this month, that's great. Because if that starts coming back with ones and twos, you have an issue. And they don't even need to elaborate if they don't want to. Okay, but it is that simple. Some people may not fill it out, whatever it is, but like little pieces, that is a piece of data and that piece of data matters because that is about customer satisfaction and who the fuck are you doing it for? I don't know who's this business for. And that's the most important question. I see so many gyms that exist to serve the coaches. If I walk into a lot of gyms, that gym is crafted to serve the coach. So these coaches can hang out and they can have a harem of women around and they can fucking work out for four hours a day and then they can pretend to be respectable human beings while they're not. Okay, the gym is not there to serve the coaches. It's there to serve the clients. And in what ways, right? Are they having fun? Are they getting results? Are they injury-free? Are they making progress towards the things that they're there to make progress? All of those things, by the way, your coaches need to be answering for. You need to get data about each of those things consistently. And your coaches need to be answering for this in regular meetings because, John, we meet every week. What do we meet? What do we meet up when we go every week? Revenue, sales numbers, sales opportunities. This, drop this. What is the uh, Facebook group at? What is this grown to? What are these? Mm-hmm. What's podcasts? Every single piece of data that revolves around this business gets, they're not all important every week either. They're also not things we can do something about every week, but it's a piece of data we check in on. Every single week. And we go, if something skids, fuck. We don't want from if we went to two podcast listeners, I'd be like, man, does this thing suck now? What are we doing, dude? People stop and listen. We got what what is going on here? (laughs) And so that's you need to be checking in on this stuff regularly. And and it's and it's again, most people don't even know what you would use to hold a coach accountable. But I just gave them to you, right? Ask all your members those questions, right? Give Just give us one through five star ratings. Just do that. One through five. One through five. That's it. And just see what comes back. Do that for six months, once a, once a month. And then you're going to know. At least you'll know that people don't like this guy. And you're going to find you get rid of somebody that people don't like. All of a sudden, things work a lot, a lot easier in your, in your business. I, th- I think it's important, too, when we're talking about quality control, this also goes both ways. So first, it's your job as a gym owner that you need to have your house in order. You need to first, you need to have your shit together. That's your job. You're the boss, right? You need to know what the fuck you're doing, why you're doing it. You need to have a plan. Then you need to make sure your coaches have their shit together because they are an extension of you. Whether you are there all the time or you're not there, it's they are representing you and your brand, like whatever it is. That's the and why we'd say puck and put them in a polo shirt or put them in a goddamn matching shirt that has has the logo, says it's coached, like they are a representative of you. As long as you know that you are doing those right things, you have questionnaires, you're meeting regularly, you're doing all those things in-house, your house is in order, this quality control also goes the direction of the clients that you also are serving. Because there's just going to be bougie, cunty motherfuckers that shouldn't be in your facility anymore. They're a piece of shit. And the reality is, is at first, you're not just immediately going to fire someone from being a client of yours because it goes against like everything we anyone ever hears or thinks about when it comes to business. So you're going to hold on to problem clients much longer than you should. I mean, for fuck's sakes, Tyler, we've worked for organizations before, whether it was they either a coach that needed to be fired that was on staff or they were clients that needed to be fired that were being served that it was like we were doing everything in our power as an organization just to avoid the conversation it was like no 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 like uh, we'll just let them like we'll give them enough rope to hang themselves yep and it's like everyone suffers yeah. because of it i mean it was it's fucking miserable and the exact same emotion of when you finally do step the fuck up and fire, you have a story of somebody, one of our MMA gyms did something similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you finally get rid of problem clients. You know what happens? 
everybody goes, oh, oh, this huge sigh of relief throughout your whole business. And by the way, you don't even realize because as the business owner, you're just you're kind of shouldering the burden of everybody's vibe on your own. So you're not like you're like, oh, maybe they don't hate it as much as I do. You know, it's just the thing. It's just an hour of their day. It's my all. You know, it's a ton of time for me. What are not? Yeah, you cut a cancer out of your business, and it's it's the it's it is an instant feeling of it's it's amazing. Now the the reason the reason it feels the reason you need to move quicker with this though is what most people do is they wait until it's not going to hurt for financial reasons or whatever. Especially with staff, staff's a big one because you got to cover that time. Mm-hmm. Um, you got cl- there's there's a lot of headaches to happen if you're going to like turn over some staff. Um, clients, maybe someone has family or whatever. It's like, oh, don't got to dump a few hundred bucks a well, month out of this forever. system. <laughs> yeah, like, we're friends. Yeah, it's like, nope, they got to go. Um, but but waiting will only make it worse. So the reason you you usually know you've waited too long, that when the moment you finally cut it loose, like it feels amazing. <laughs> like you're like, oh man, it, what it was is that means you let the pain stack up on the other side of that equation mm-hmm. way too long that you waited till it became so obvious. And this is what what we're talking about here is you get some data along the way and you're actually going to be able to play in reality the entire time instead of constantly trying to predict what is real and what isn't and what people are thinking, what's really going on in your gym. And one of the huge benefits that we bring to, we've helped three different gym owners in the last six months fire people. Now this isn't Mm -hmm. what we do. Like the goal isn't (laughs) to get you to fire all your people. But what ends up happening is that it's, we provide a, like as a third party, as long as you don't let us speak to your people, we stay unbiased because as soon as you do allow us to talk to your coaches, Tyler gets pretty, (laughs) pretty confidently belligerent about what you should do next. Because again, we're coming from the outside. So it's not like this is your world. You have one of them. The odds are this is your gym. You've had one of them. The benefit that we have is that we get to work with hundreds of gym owners and look at hundreds of different models and get to vicariously participate in ownership across the board in multiple markets, multiple industries, multiple styles of gyms, like fill in the blank. So it's the same benefit where for us, we come at is this is not a guess. If we know if it smells like a duck and it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a fucking duck. And I don't care how long you've been fucking the duck. I don't care how long the duck has been in the family. How long the duck's been fucking your clients. (laughs) It's (laughs) like, what are we doing here? That's it. And that's where it it allows us to come in. And that's where every time. So a hundred percent of the time that we have found because we are able to be this unbiased board of director style support, when a gym owner comes in and says, hey, these are the problems, we just say exactly what we say, which is, yeah, you should probably fucking fire those people. And it, again, it, there is very rarely pushback. It's just like, you're right. Like, it just is like they just, you need permission yeah. to make some of these decisions. And it's not just in this, but we're finding it's it's a major benefit of just being able to have someone that is just far enough away. You're yeah, too, this is, also, this is the benefit of doing things like, this is why you need to be in some sort of peer group, in exactly. my opinion. And this is yeah. one of the things that we do with the Gear Academy is it's not just peer group. We act as almost like a co-board of directors for you with your business as well. We start, we bounce decisions off each other. We kind of brainstorm. We come up with ideas, plans, whatever your ideas are. Let's come up how we're going to execute, delegate, poof, off we go. Um, and But you need that. It was the thing I needed the most in my business. John, it's the thing that people come to us the most. This is why exactly. we don't do very often. It's why we don't do like call, meeting calls with people we get them it's like you better give me some information a bunch of information about your business before we just hop on a call with people because they like the podcast because very often it's just people that want us to validate their other decisions for them already it's like well that's kind of what we do here is we you know you want us to tell you this is the right decision well that's is kind of the purpose of our business coaching thing so but as a business owner you do want especially a new business owner it, it, that's the thing you need. Like you, I always felt this is why we kind of built this product is that I always felt like I needed somebody to be like, who I can lean on like, Hey, is this the right move? And I was fortunate to have people outside of this industry 
yeah. right? That I was able to talk to and, 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 and who really understood that the, while the context was different, there's some overlap and they would give me, they would put their hands up and they would say, I think this is different because of the things you're doing. And there was times where they would say, this is absolutely the same. You're making a mistake, you know, and they would see it. And so, but the, it's super important. This is why masterminds, peer groups, mm-hmm. whatever it is, some sort of business coaching product. We talk about this all the time. Like you're, you're working out in a program to fucking grow your most matter of fact, most gym owners and coaches, you know, you're going through a program to try to develop your goddamn legs and abs and strength and all this shit and fitness. And most are spending no money actually trying to level up their business acumen at all. Zero. And then wonder five years later, like why, why didn't this business just improve? Like, well, you know, you have to, and, and by the way, your coaches have to, your staff have to, the whole system needs to rise up. <clears throat> now, I want to jump on this data thing one more time here. Okay. Yeah. So pieces of data that I want you to get out of this email, right? What, whatever, whatever it is like, but, but this is, we're going to stay within the confines of the quality control discussion here. Right. Yep. So that can be follow up from anything, right. From a personal training session, from your first personal training session, what a great opportunity to get. Hey, we hope you like your coach. Uh, we hope you really enjoyed your experience. You have any feedback here? Give me three, rate this one through five, this one through five, this one through five, boom, that's it, right? You start to build that type of stuff into your master email sequence. And next thing you know, you can have a very foolproof system. You want you want to know why the reason some of that should go out on, let's say you have someone hires a private personal trainer. They just spent a lot of money, right? Yeah. Now, in a perfect world, as a gym owner, you don't want to be the one fulfilling all your personal training. You may be the one doing the selling right now, though, right? It'd be great having your part-time personal trainers who are maybe are or maybe aren't in the gym being the one making all their own sales calls, but that may not always be the case. Okay, But if you're able to sell personal training packages to someone that's a couple thousand dollars, right? Pay it up front. And you say, we're going to send you with Coach Steve here. Coach Steve is going to meet you here at this time. Um, off you go, right? You should be, you should still be able to do that again in the perfect world. The coach would be selling their own stuff, but it ain't perfect. And they go and they train with, with coach Steve the first time and they just don't connect with them. They just don't. Or coach Steve was late and maybe coach Steve is a great coach, but coach Steve was late, 15 minutes late. That person now just spent two grand, which meant they were hoping to enjoy it. They really were spent Spending a lot of money means you're, you want this to be a good experience. And Steve fucking let them down steve right god damn it but you need to know that right away immediately because then you can make contact with steve you can have steve make it right with them or you simply now can immediately pivot them over to another coach while you address the goddamn steve problem here Mm -hmm. versus what most of you guys are going to do is most guys i was talking to jim owner the other day most of the coaches he has on staff do personal training are really bad they're bad mannered with the clients that clients if the clients are having fun you'd be fucking really fooling me from having seen it um if the these coaches coaches know anything you'd really be fooling me um clients are getting results boy i don't know not that i've seen right but the fact is this gym owner has no fucking way to tell so i'm watching these coaches coach poorly i'm watching them show up late regularly I'm watching the clients like eye roll. I'm watching the clients longingly look over to interesting, fun coaches that are in the room and go, oh, that guy looks jacked and funny and fun. And his clients are having a blast and they're doing cool stuff. His beard is amazing. Yeah. Or they look over at Megan like, oh, you know, God, she's they're having so much fun. Why why are they laughing so much? And they look like they're working. I don't know how to do those exercises, but she they all and by the way, the, why do our people move so much better than their people? Right? Why does it look like our people know what they're doing? Right. Well, it's clearly so, you're a better coach. Clearly. It really it clearly is. However, as a gym owner, you don't know. Exactly. You just don't know. So 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 a gym owner goes, Well, how do I know that coach A and coach B suck? And Coach C and Coach D are okay. They're getting plenty of feedback about Coach C and Coach D because when the glowing, oh my goodness, it's fantastic, that stuff bubbles over, right? Mm-hmm. You almost can't miss that, okay? But the bad is the thing, John, we talked about this with Strong Fit a lot, is that like the problem is people are loyal to shitty coaches. People are <laughs> really loyal to shitty coaches, man. It's, it's crazy, and it's more about fearing change uh, people end up in a borderline abusive relationship with their coaches. It's a, it's a, it's a, this is, there's an act of submission a little bit that goes on with just 
giving yourself over to somebody who's going to coach you and tell you what to do and you're going to do it, okay? And you're going to assume that they know what they're talking about and you can't just be questioning them on everything or doubting them. But what if they suck? What if their intentions suck? What if they are lazy? What if they're taking advantage of you? And what if they're just bored and disinterested the whole time, Mm -hmm. right? So in getting back to this point, right, Those, all of those people should be asked very regularly, what's going on in the gym? Like, 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 who's your coach? How has these sessions been going? Um, are you more or less in like, just think of any piece of data that you would want to hear, but that five stars, just, you can make that the simplest one where they don't feel the need. If someone starts giving you one stars, then you follow back up with them and try to meet with them and talk to them, get to the bottom of a real issue. But you have these bad coaches, the gym owner doesn't know. Well, now Jim, what are you going to do? You're going to be advertising personal training. You're going to funnel this, and this is what happens when this system is broken and there's no quality control in the back end. You start then paying for leads and you invest money in getting people in. Yep. And if you're doing it right, you're trying to attract high value people, which means you're not just generating lead, generating leads for a $30 product and trying to upsell them to personal training. You're actually trying to attract people who want personal training. Okay. So while you then are starting to attract high-value clients, talking to them about high-value products, you're getting good at closing big-ticket high-value products. Fucking home run. And then you plug them in with a goddamn flunky of a coach fresh out of fucking exercise science school who doesn't fucking lift at all. The person who's just obnoxious in the gym when they are there on their own that is off-putting, is late. Like that shit exists, and there is a lot of them. Or you inherit... Or you inherited them. They're Ooh, not yours. You didn't worse. hire them. You even didn't worse. hire them. Yeah. 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 So, but that's what happens. And it'll break your gym because your gym's reputation, you can't get back now. Because what you did is you attracted a bunch of high value people and you gave them a very low value product from a very, very low value coach. And now those people walk away going, what in fuck? was this and never again and they tell everybody around town and they may not tell them that your gym sucks but it's not going to be involved in the premium experience conversation at all and within the quality control conversation as well this is another piece we're talking a lot about how email you can get out ahead of this but understand all of the steps that can come because you are doing you know you're doing step one which is this is the bare minimum when it comes to quality control but this then enables you to feel maybe more confident. We, a phrase that we use all the time is you should always be hiring, period, always. Now, I don't have time to give you a dissertation as to why that is important. Surface level, you may understand why that's important, but understand that as you go deeper, it's because of quality control. A guy that was is uh, probably one of the richest guys that I've ever gotten to spend a lot of time with. Um, he was like the VP of Shell Oil back in the 70s. And he drove just a fucking beater of like this car that was like 30 years old. He was a little squatty body old man in his 70s when I was with him. And one of the smartest things that I've used my whole life was go, you said, you don't have a decision to make unless you have more than one choice. And so that was something that I would come to him all the time, totally unrelated things. Hey, uh, call him Uncle Hiram. Uncle Hiram, what, what, do you, what do you think about this? He goes, well, how many choices do you have? I go, well, uh, actually, it's this, this one thing. He's like, well, then why are you talking to me about it? It was just, it was just, it was just and I'm like, God damn it, Uncle Hiram, you're right. What the fuck am I doing? Because yeah. again, it's I was just, calling just somebody. Tell me get, if this is good or I just if it needed validation, sucks, it right? And it just, yeah. it doesn't matter, dude. Like it's, if you are saying that you need to go do X or you are feeling you need to do Y, unless you have more than one choice, there's no decision to make, period. You don't get to make a decision. You just must go with option A. And that is so many of you find yourselves when, if we're in a conversation of quality control, And we have challenged you and pushed you into an uncomfortable position of saying, hey, you know that thing that you're hiding from right now, which is that coach that continues to show up late, that coach who has left your 530 members outside of your fucking door and the gym's not open because his alarm didn't go off or whatever the fuck. The coach who spends half the time he's coaching, staring at his phone, scrolling on Instagram. So you know all those things. You've seen them. You've been hiding from them. 
And the problem is, is now we're trying, we, we're, we're opening up that scab and we're pushing that out into the light a little bit. And it's going to make you feel uncomfortable and you probably want to turn this off. But the reality is, is that the reason why you haven't taken action on it is because what we hear all the time, I can't find, I can't find good coaches. I can't, I can't find, you know, it's hard to find good people, you know, like it's, it's just, I, I would rather deal with, you know, the, what is it, uh, deal with the evil I know than the evil I don't mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Like it's, you can have so much, so many excuses and so much ways to be able to rationalize your way into this situation where just the mere fact of quality control of if you are always hiring, there's always, you have more than one choice. And it's just, it's putting balls into play. It, the idea is here, you're not even hitting singles right now. You're just hoping to be able to hit a fucking grand slam every at bat, and you're not even fucking swinging the bat 99.9% .9 of the time. And to elaborate on the hiring thing, so what we've done so far is we've covered how you can uh, essentially <laughs> leverage your clients to snitch on your staff to prove that they fucking suck. But this goes even further, right? Bathrooms being clean, fucking... Is the place been too hot or too cold, right? You get like let, let's let's be, be be dead dead serious. My place, the last thing I wanted to do is have be seventy five degrees all fucking winter. It cost me two thousand dollars a month. It really did. So I pull it down and I'd listen to some verbal complaints about it was cold. It's not until you send a little deal about hey guys, do you think it's warm, perfect, too cold, too you know that you realize you know eighty percent of my people think it's too cold because the ones that are going to say something to me are the ones that are complaining about literally everything. So I kind of ignore them. So I need some actual yep. data. Yeah. Now. Not just going around them about your staff, right? But this is about accountability more than anything else and that you have failed to hold your staff accountable and to set the expectations for that. And you have not then touched uh, touched base with your staff about these things beforehand, which is why it's run amok. So how do you make sure you're not in a situation that when you send out maybe these quality control, these little testimonial surveys or whatever it is you're going you're gonna to send out here, um, that it doesn't blow up in your face? Well, the best way to do that is to have your staff actually doing the things they should be doing. So that's very simple. We've talked about this before on some of our hiring stuff, but what are your staff accountable to? What are your coaches need to be held accountable to? What do they need to be held accountable to when they're selling, right? So for sales, let's start first. One, sales being shown up on time, great. Are they sending out the messages to the people that they're supposed to be sending out, the ones that aren't automated, when they are getting to sales meetings? Okay, perfect. How many sales meetings are they showing up for in a week? Great. That's, does that exist in writing somewhere? How many of those sales got closed of those meetings? Okay. And of those closures, what was the average ticket price? Now, if you don't have a good sales system and you're just parking an inexperienced coach with no sales experience in front of a client with no and having no sort of guided conversation and not giving the client choices and just being mad because this coach couldn't upsell people into expensive products out of the blue with no resources or fucking skill or training or anything whatsoever. That's on you. It's not on them. Okay. So this is why having some sort of sales system, a plan for how you're going to sell, how you're going to present people options that has to exist. But now that gives you something you and your staff can train towards, Hey, let's work on this now. And then when you check back in at the end of this week, let's see how these numbers are. Oh, you sold all base level memberships. Okay. We still need to talk about it, right? Were any of them interested in personal training? What was their reasons? Was it budget? Was it anything? They just it all fell where it fell? Okay, perfect. And you don't need to say anything. Two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks go by, and you say, okay, well, now and, and the, the numbers still stay the same. Okay, well, I need to start sitting out on some of these with you. We're going to start recording some of these. We've got to figure out what's going on. Or you need to sit in on some of these when you see me do them. You need to train them. You need to equip them to be successful. And then you need to give them all, after you've given them those tools, you need to hold them accountable to the metrics of their success. That's simple on the sales thing. Second is on the coaching. Client results. That's important. Okay. Are you debriefing with your clients? Maybe not every week, maybe, other, maybe every other week with your coaches. Are you debriefing with your coaches about their clients? Have them sit down with a list of their clients that you would describe or specifically their, their clients, what their goals are. Simple. Weight loss. Strength fun, whatever it is, right? But can you sit down and go through that list with them? Stephanie's been here for six months. She's wanting to lose some weight. What's she weigh now? What did she weigh when you started? Oh, we never did anything. Okay. What do you mean? Well, and by the way, maybe this, she came in for weight loss and she didn't pay for any other services. She's not doing nutrition. Well, great. Let's find out if she, if she's losing the weight. Let's ask her this week. 
Yep. Right. So th- then what you have is this week, you're going to talk to Stephanie. Hey, you came in about weight loss. How's that going? Like, how we, do we want to check in on this? And, and, and then if she's failed to lose the weight, that's an opportunity to be like, okay, well, do you want to do something about this now? But that is actually this, everything I'm describing to you right now is the definition of serving your clients. Like that's the fucking job. And I promise you, you, you try to implement this to a coach who you've had, who's just like been around or who you inherited, who's, who is the typical inmate running the asylum type vibe. They're going to hate all of it. I want to show up and be the fucking rock star for 60 minutes. I get to run the radio. It's awesome. DJ to run the radio and radio and do two snatches in front of the class and fucking walk around like I'm a cool guy. Mm-hmm. That's what most of it is. Okay. So, but how, how you define like mathematically via numbers, what the job is, is very, very, very important. And you need to be sitting down with them and talk to them about that. And it's not just, again, showing up on time, but client outcomes is super, super, super important. Okay. That's the biggest one. What do we got, John? No, that's it. It just is. It's, it comes down to, we probably could call this podcast gym owners expectations because at the end of the day, it always comes back to the expectations. Mm -hmm. Are you setting the expectations for your clients? Are you setting them for your coaches? Right. Are you setting them for yourself? Like what are those things of what, what are the lines you're willing to draw in the sand? And this is, yeah, I just, the expectation, and by the way, the, the expectation is what it should be on the up and up, right, John? We go to McDonald's. I'm going to order some food. McDonald's and me, we both have the same expectation. I'm going to get some relatively low quality, not so much low-cost food anymore, but it's going to be what it's going to be. We're Neither of us, me nor McDonald's, are going to be very surprised about what goes on here, right? For sure. But in the end, you know what? Me and McDonald's both get a fucking receipt. If I go in the McDonald's and I order 10 things and I get two things, I'm going to be like, hey, motherfucker, this ain't it here. This ain't it. And there's a big issue is that most people in the fitness industry, there's no fucking receipt for what is really supposed to be happening. For anybody who's failed to live up to these expectations, there is no like, eh, you told me there'd be this and this coach kind of sucks and he's kind of uninterested. And then I thought I was going to be losing weight. And nobody's really helped me. And it's, maybe it's you, maybe it's me, but like we need to be about this thing and this is this is where i think a lot of people when businesses focus only on leads they miss it they miss this completely because this is the heart of your gym right everybody this is important john maybe let me let me double down this this is your gym your gym is your staff your gym is their passion your gym is a connection between you and the people in your gym and their desire to better themselves and your coaches and all the people there, their desire to help guide people along that fucking journey, not plug people in and just see what the fuck happens. Okay. And if you are not doing anything to preserve, to protect, to develop, to advance that, those pieces, what the fuck are you doing? you're grossly out of balance yeah. because what ends up happening is that you are going to get hooked up. You want to do better. And the problem is, is that you will get tunnel vision on whatever the thing is that you feel like you need to fix, which is clearly your ads. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like it's just, it's clearly the ads that you have going on. That's what needs to be fixed first because the issue of why, you don't have enough members. You're not making enough money. All of everything. You don't have enough time to spend time with your family. Whatever those things are that eat at you, that why you want to do better or be better, which can be all for ultimately altruistic reasons, which is you want to help the people in your community. You want people to feel better. You don't want people to be in pain, but it comes down to money. And the problem is, is that you are going to get distracted by people that are fucking autistic about a particular fucking thing. And they're going to make it sound like that solution, your, your client management system is somehow going to be the difference maker. The lead, the, your, your fifth choice for a client management system over the course of career, this gym, that's going to be, that's going to be the decision that finally fucking makes it happen. And, and that's where it's, it is no, right. Just, just no, understand that it's, This is why for us, it never came down to, oh yeah, just download some fucking email swipe file things and you'll be fine. 
Like you'll, yeah. it, what that is, is that's pretending that, and this is why nobody else is going to spend a whole bunch of fucking time on these things with you because there's no goddamn money that is going to be able to be put on autopilot for recurring income to, for it to be passive income, right? Every consult, everyone on the planet is trying to, that's trying to hustle or grind or do all the bullshit of making their own business and then sell you people shit is trying to find a way for them to be able to create a passive income machine. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, is that this could only be done fucking boots on the ground in the weeds and it requires somebody that gives a shit about you and requires you to give a, sh a shit about the people that you want to work with. Yeah. And that's our line in the sand. Yeah. It's the, that is the one thing that we, I don't think we ever have any intentions on budging on because this no. is so many people want you to do more work or do have more clients and more members. And we want you to kind of be able to do all those things, mm -hmm. but it all needs to go along the lines of you being better business being better starting at good let's get good and then let's move on to better but it has to be that way and not better like just all the boring fucking metrics of the business it's like no 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 it's it should be something special here like you should be changing people's lives right you really 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 should like don't like don't get fucking don't like poo poo the power of the thing that you're doing respect and this is that's what i find is so many people just they either respect it too much and then they just don't they they sit frozen or they don't respect it at all and they just worry about all the other stuff so the things that are happening on your gym on the gym floor matter your clients matter okay and it matters equally as as anything else that you have going on in your business and there's ways to check in so this isn't just go in and start bitching at your staff right there's no rah rah shit and this is this is why we kind of kept this in the context of email follow-up you know i think willem had done this in the past and and mm -hmm. at unscared i don't know if he does this anymore but he used to have at the end when you just, at the exit just like when you leave at like a truck stop restroom where there's like a one star or five star board. thing like how was yeah. that class right that everyone he could just accumulate that data right boom, boom 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 i don't know if he still does it anymore but like you can do that as simple as just sending an email out once a month to all your members mm -hmm. send a follow-up email after somebody's first personal training session um, just stay in touch with that information and you don't have to blow people up and make them give you some long diatribe. Cause I don't want to be bothered, but if I can just click five stars, it was great. If I want to ignore it, it's going to be five stars. That's great. That's all the data you need. Okay. And so stay in touch with that side of the business. And it's not something you can do conversationally, get information, stay in touch with what's happening on the floor and hold your coaches accountable to that process. And the moment they give you any resistance to you holding them accountable to that, to the expectations that you've already set, set the expectations, hold them accountable to it. And if they push back, you can tell them to get fucked <laughs> in a heartbeat. Okay. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen this a lot and I'm telling you, you're the moment you feel that pushback and you're going, yeah, Tyler's right. I was right. And there's no worse feeling in the world. Guys, ask my wife. There is no worse feeling than at the end of all of something going, yeah, Tyler was right. Tyler was right. It sucks, guys. It sucks. You don't <laughs> like it. You're not going to like it. <laughs> so thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Uh, go to the Facebook group. Link is in our description. Follow the show at the Gym Owners Podcast. If you want in on the Gym Owners Revolution, Go to gymownersrevolution.com. That's where we got the Gear Academy. We're also running some audits on your social media stuff. You can find those links on our social media as well as in our Facebook group. So if you have any questions about any of that stuff, shoot us a message. So thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Follow me at Tyler F. and Stone. John? Follow me at JBanksFL. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.